Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning again, in case you forgot or weren't in here. My name is Matt. I am the associate pastor here at Lighthouse. I realize I don't have my name tag on today, so I apologize for that. I know. means you're going to have to remember my name. You can't just look down. Yeah, I get it. Does anyone in here, they get like anxious to go, like when you're ready and you get, you get anxious, you just want to like go. Like I'll give you an example. So when, if, I'm, if we're going out to dinner at our house and I'm all ready, we said, okay, we're going to leave at 5.30 or whatever. And if it's 5.15 and I'm ready, like all I will do, my wife's not in here, but you can ask her, I pace. And she's like, will you sit down, please? Like I pace. Like it's back and forth, like you, and because I'm, I just get, and it's not really like anxiety. I'm not like, oh, I gotta go. I just, I'm ready to go. And there are times, other times in my life where like, I'm ready to go. Um, when I graduated college, uh, for a year, I was teaching um, at Jimtown, living in Bremen, and there was a lot of benefits to living at home. Don't get me wrong, I'm not, I wasn't dissatisfied with it, but there was a time where I was like. I just need to go. I need to go. It's time for me to go. Find my own place. And I was thinking about these other times in my life where um, anyone ever been, like you're in a traffic jam, there might be road construction up ahead, and you're sitting there and you're moving real slow. Well, when it comes to, gets to the end of that traffic jam, what do you do? You're ready to go, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, traffic usually, like you see these guys, and they're, like there's a guy that's usually tailgating you, and then all of a sudden that... The cones get out of the way, and boom, they're gone. They're ready to go. I kind of get like that. And traffic kind of gets nutty outside of construction zones because people are just ready to go. Also in my life, vacation times. Vacation times, I'm ready to go. Like, you just like, let's just leave a day early. Like, I just want to go. I just want to go. I was thinking about this one too. So when I coached football, we would have games that are late in the evening. And we would have an away game and we would come back and the parents didn't know when to get back or whatever. And so I would wait around with the players, like, here's your ride on the way. Yeah, they're coming. They'll be here in 15 minutes or whatever. But it was a long day and I'm like, I just want to go home. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. And so there are, there are these times in our life that we get like that. We just need to go. And again, there are benefits with waiting. There are benefits with that. But there are times when in our lives, we just, we just have to go. And the same thing is true with us, I'll say spiritually, but also within the church. There are times where it's important for us to gather and, and learn and all this, but then there are also times within the church and there are times in our, in our lives spiritually that we need to go, that we just need to go. In Ecclesiastes 3.1, says there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. I say it right? Every activity under the heavens. Sorry. That, whenever I see that scripture, that song comes into my head. Is it but the birds that sing that? For every season, turn, turn. So I say i got to block that out of my head. But that scripture, that scripture says there's a time. There's a time for everything. There's a time to gather. It's a time to gather as a group, but then there's a time 
to go. To go individually, there's a time to go as a group. And so hold those thoughts about going. We've been in a message series, and this is the last week of the message series called Gathered Together, Revisiting the Purpose of the Church. And we've talked about the last five or six weeks about these, these benefits of, of gathering. Last week, Will and Pastor Clint talked about the benefits of gathering to worship. We've also talked about the, the benefit of gathering for community, gathering to serve, gathering to pray. And so we've been talking a lot about gathering, but today we're going to talk about going. And it's kind of an oxymoron, but the message title today is Gathered to Go. Gathered to Go. We're going to talk a little bit, and we're going to look at a scripture in Matthew where they gathered and then they went. And so we're going to kind of sum up what we've been talking about, like I said, the last five or six weeks of this gathered. But the reason that we're gathered is because we're, we're called to go. And so again, if you want to turn to your Bibles, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 28. It's the last chapter and actually the very last verses of uh, that book. And what's happening here, this, this account is um, Jesus has been sent to the cross. He's died. They buried him. They went to the grave and he's gone. And now he is reappearing to the disciples. That's what's happening um, in this scripture. He's going to give them some instruction. It's the last thing that he does before he ascends to heaven. So Matthew chapter 28, we're going to be in verses which 16 through 20. So it says this, it says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountains where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And so today, we're going to use that scripture. We're going to talk about the importance of gathering, but also the importance of going. I've got two points that I, that I feel like we can take today as we look at this scripture. But first, let me pray. So God, we, we thank you. We thank you for just speaking into us. I know that the title today is both. It's gathering and going, but we thank you for gathering us together. We also thank you for being, us, being with us when we go. And so we just ask that the Holy Spirit, that you are present here this morning. Let my words be your words this morning, God. Yeah, just teach us and just speak to us this morning. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So the first point, you can write this in here on your handout if you want. We should gather and then go because it prepares us to play. I'm back on my alliteration. I took a few weeks off, now I'm back. It prepares us to play. In the first verse of Matthew 28, 16, it says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee. They went where Jesus 
told them to go. So when they went together, they're going, and that's the gathered part. They're gathering together. What they're doing is they're going to come up with this game plan. Jesus is there. He's saying, hey, come to Galilee. We're going to come together. I'm going to give you a game plan before we move on. And so when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about my old football days. I know I talk about football a lot. But something I'm going to actually, we're going to, I was the high school quarterback when I was in, in, in school. And so some of you, I know you're going to have to use your imaginations today. <laughs> but I, what I want to do is I want to take you back to a high school football. Some of you have played football, others have not. But I'm going to take you into inside a huddle in a football game. For those of you who don't know what a huddle is, before every play, for the most part, before every play, the team will get together and they huddle together and they get instructions. So I'm going to take you back there. I'm going to get this out of the way because when I was in high school, there was never a table inside my huddle. So I'm going to, I'm going to take you back, all right? You ready? So we get in there. And I like the huddle because I, like the, the quarterback always was in charge of the huddle. The coach always said, nobody talks in the huddle except the quarterback, which always wasn't true because after every play, the receivers would come back and tell me like, I was open. Why didn't you throw me the ball? And the running back would say, I want the ball, whatever. So everybody talked. But anyway, so I was in charge of the huddle. We get in the huddle and you get down there and there are three things that kind of happen in a, in a huddle. There are three things you tell them. You tell them the where, you tell them the what, and you tell them the when. So you get in the huddle and you, and you tell them the where. The where in a huddle is the formation. It's how the, the players then line up. So I'll give you some simple ones. These are ones when I coach, we would call wing right. That means we line up in a wing. There's a tight end. That's some of you are probably really confused now. And then there's a wing. Or flanker right. Or slot left. Or slot left gun twins or whatever. Like you tell these formations. That tells them where to go. Then the next thing you tell them is the, they go, what? That's the important part. That's the play. So you get down there and say, okay, wing right, power right. Power is the play. That tells you we're going right. Power right. Or sweep left. Or we actually had a play called scissors. Wing right, scissors left. Believe it or not, there's a play called a belly. Wing right, belly right. That is my favorite play. Actually, no, it is not. No, it is not. We also, because we also had a play called Super Belly. And that was my favorite play. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Tyson, I don't know if you know Tyson House. He comes to this church. He, he's a quarterback. That's, it's pro, belly and Super Belly are probably, at Jimtown High School, are probably the number one play that they call. That's my favorite play, Belly. So anyway, so you get in the huddle and you tell them where? Wing right. You tell them what? Belly right. Wing right. Belly right. And then you tell them when. That's the snap count. That's when you go on one or on two or on three. And then you get all done. You say, ready, break. And then you go out to your formation and you run the play. Right? So that's what, that's what happens in a huddle. And so if we look at the scripture, Jesus is telling us the same thing. He's getting us in a huddle. So Jesus comes and he says, okay, Matthew, come here. And Peter, come on in. And, and uh, Andrew, come here, come here, come to Galilee, come here. We're going to give this huddle. Then he's going to tell us where. He says, all nations. All nations, that's where. And then he tells us what. He says, what? And he says, 
Go and make disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them what I taught you. And he says, when? He says, now. On one. On one. And then he says, ready, break. And they go. And they go. But the important thing is that the disciples had to come together and huddle first. They got the instructions. And so what's happening now, in 2021, is Jesus is telling us the same thing. He says, huddle up. Come on. Tony. Jonathan. Jazz. Huddle up. Come here. Where? All nations. All neighborhoods. All, all counties around here. For what? Make disciples. Teach them what I've taught you. Right? That's what. When? Now. Now. Go now. Free break. <laughs> That's what Jesus is telling us. So it's important that we gather. Because when we gather, that prepares us for the play that Jesus is telling us to run. We prepare for the play. And then it brings us to that second point. It brings us to the go. Because we should all gather. I'm done with the highlight, by the way. We should all gather and go. Because going is the game. And you can write that in. That's the second point. Going is the game. In Matthew, and I'll write in our verse in verses 19 and the first part of 20, it says, Therefore, go. And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And so the word that sticks out to me there is go. Go to all the nations. Go and make disciples. And when I read that scripture, the word go to me is a bold word. Go. When I read that scripture, it's a common scripture. But... I would say, I don't know if I say every time, 90-some percent of the time I read that, go is like, I say go. And it's the, the word, right? It's that, it's that the, the hard G sound, right? If you take grammar, the G, the, hard, the G has the, the hard G and a soft G. But it's go, short, one syllable, go. You know, soft G words are like gentle. You can't say Gentle, like you don't say gentle like that, you say gentle, right? But go is not like that, you don't say go, you say go. I'll take you back to football again. They don't do it as much anymore. Gymtown, I used to play versus Gymtown, and they would have a cheer in the stands, and the whole stand, the stadium would be full, and they would have a cheer. You know what that cheer was? Go, go. Go. And then everybody would say, and it's a simple cheer. It's just simple. Go. But man, it was powerful. When you're standing on the other sideline, it's loud. It's go, 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 go. It's a bold word. It's a simple word, but it's bold. And so, anyway, so bold is a gold word, or a bold word. So I'm like, I've got to look it up. I looked it up in the Greek. And it's this word. Pour you mahi. Did I say it right, Christine? Christine said, you're going to butcher it. I don't know, it's that word. 
Poor you are my, whatever. But it means what you think it's going to mean. It means go or to travel or to journey. But when I look this up in the Greek, so I go to this, this website and it kind of tells me I can look up scriptures and you can click on it and it, you know, it'll give you the Greek translation, the definition. But you know what was interesting when I looked it up this week? is the word go and were linked together. It wasn't just the word go. When I click on it, it was go and. Go and make disciples of all nations. So that was significant to me. So we're called to go, but not just go. We're called to go and. Go and serve others. Go and pray with others. Go and worship with others. Go and teach others. All those things are what we've been talking about the last five weeks. We huddled together we, got, we prepared ourselves, we got the game plan, and now he's saying, go and do those things. Go and. And when we go, it can open doors. Right? We say, well, what do I do? You go, you go in the name of Jesus. You say, well, how am I going to share this? It's just little things. I used to um, serve at a local youth ministry um, kind of like a camp, but a service. It's more of a service conference. It was called SOS, Summer of Service. And they would say what kind of the the theme there was, we are going to share the love of Jesus in practical ways. And so when you go in the name of Jesus, somebody say, well, why are you doing this? You could just say, I'm just showing the love of Jesus in a practical way. Why are you raking my leaves? Because I'm sharing the, the, the love of Jesus in a practical way. Why did you buy my groceries at the store? Because I'm sharing the love of Jesus in a practical way. And then those, those opportunities there, they can open a door. They can open a door. There's a scripture in Matthew 7. It's Matthew 7, 7. It's the end of it. It says, knock and the door will be opened to you. And so when we go and we do these things, that's us knocking. The door will be open. And I'd encourage you, when we go, we do these things, when the door is open, go in. Literally and physically, right? Or literally and figuratively. If you're, going, if you're doing something, and they say, come on in, take them a meal, come on in, go in. Spark up a conversation. Your conversation doesn't have to be like 100% all about Jesus. What you're doing is you're just knocking, opening, opening and starting conversations. You're starting conversations. Go and open the door. Knock on the door. It will be open to you. Take advantage of that. All those things that we talked about. Just kind of a side note is when we go, if the door is not open for us, because it may, there may be times where it won't. Or if we go and we don't, and we, we, the door's open to us, but we don't feel like we've got any, anywhere, don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. You're still making impact when you're, when you're, when you're talking about Jesus. You think, well, they didn't accept Jesus. I failed. Not necessarily. Go back to the, the football analogy, right? Does every football play score a touchdown? Nope. That's the goal. 
But sometimes it's, boom, just down the field, down the field. And sometimes you don't score a touchdown on a play. There are plays that you might even go backwards. It's life. But you still press on to try to score a touchdown. When we coached football, there were plays that we called knowing that we were not going to gain any yards. We knew it. There were plays that we called that we thought this might lose us yards. But what it does is it sets you up for down the road that we, we can get them lined up in a certain way and we're going to run this play and it's not going to get us any yards. But now when we line up that way again, they're going to think the same thing's going to happen and now we're going to hit them over here and that play can score a touchdown. So that's what you do when you go and you knock. You have these conversations. You may not score a touchdown. You may not get any yards. But you're planting seeds. You're making progress. You might be setting up for a touchdown play later. And the touchdown play later might not even be you. But that's okay. We just want touchdowns. Go and. And so if some of you are thinking, well, I don't have anything to offer. I'm not sure that, that I can do this. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Because you've gathered beforehand. It's the gathered and go. When we would call play in the huddle, when I would say, when we would get in the huddle and we would say, wing right, belly right. Wing right, belly right. The players would know what to do because it wasn't the first time that they heard the play because they've practiced it before. And you guys are practiced. When you come here, it's practice. Right? It's powerful. It's, I mean, it's more than practice, but it's part of practice. When we sing up here and we sing praise and worship, yeah, we're singing to God, but it's practice for going. When we pray together, it's practice for going. When we serve together, it's practice for going. So when you say, well, I don't, I don't know how to serve. Yes, you do. You did it together. Well, I can't pray. I don't know how to pray. Yes, you do. You practice it together. So have confidence in that. That's what you gather for. If we don't gather together, going becomes harder. But when we gather and then we go, it's way easier. It's way, way easier. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have taught you. It's the Great Commission. I didn't say it up front, but that's what, when we say that, that's the Great Commission. There's one other component, which we do, we've kind of really haven't said this, it's the last sentence of that scripture. It says, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And surely I, this is Jesus talking, he says, and surely I, Jesus, am with you always to the very end of the age. I am with you always. So when we go, we should take Jesus with us. He's going to be, he promises, if you go in my name, I'm going to go with you. 
there was this season when I was a teacher, there was this big thing. Um, I was in college when um, Columbine happened. Some of you are familiar with Columbine. It was kind of the first, it wasn't the first school shooting, but it was like the first one when they had like the internet. And so it, it was publicized out there. Well, one of, the, one of the reactions after that, they said, well, where is Jesus? You know, like it was kind of this, this I don't say us versus them, but A versus B. And they would say, well, why isn't why is Jesus there? Why isn't he protecting that? Why isn't God protecting that? And then the other side would say, well, Jesus is not allowed in our schools anymore. Because there's that push of you can't pray and do all that and, and do that. And Jesus, well, Jesus isn't allowed in our schools anymore. And I get it, like, you know, because there's all these laws. But I think that's wrong. You know why that's wrong? Because if you have Jesus with you, Jesus is there. And it's not just schools. Well, God isn't allowed in my work anymore. God is not allowed in the grocery store anymore. God is not allowed at the park anymore. Yes, He is. God is allowed there when you take Him there. That's it. Because He says, I and surely I am with you always. So when we go, Take Jesus with us. He will be there. And they can't stop it. Nobody can. Go and go and take Jesus with you. The Great Commission. It's the very last thing that Jesus told us to do before He ascended to heaven. The last thing. He appears again in Acts. But before He goes, He says, Go Make disciples of all nations. Go. I'm commanding you, go. And he used the word go. I looked it up in different translations. You know, sometimes you can get different words. Go was in every one of them. Therefore, go, go, go. Jesus used that word because it's powerful. Go. It's the very last thing he tells us. Go. Go and teach others. Go and worship with others. Go and pray with others. Go and serve with others or go and serve others. When we do that, that is how Jesus spreads throughout our community. That is how Jesus spreads throughout our country. And that's how Jesus spreads throughout our world. Go. The Great Commission the last command that Jesus gave us before He went to spend His life with God. Go. You can write this on your paper. The Great Commission is our mission. That is our mission. So as we finish up this series, we talk about gathering together. There's important. that, that is, It's kind of like practice. Gather together. Gather and learn all this. Why? Just so we can come and be this little church that sits together and we sing together? Yes. And so we can go. Come and practice and be together and gather so we can accomplish the Great Commission. So we can go and disciple all nations and baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit and teach them that everything God teaches us during our time here and when our Bible time and all that teaching, that's what God has taught us. Go and make disciples of all nations.
Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofinner.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.